Today I want to focus on stripped, beat, and half dead. People of the internet, it's EDB here. That's Eric Deshaun Barrett for long. And if you're listening to this podcast when it's released on Sunday, July the 19th, 2020, well, then you are excited. Or should I say you? I am excited. I hope you are excited. Forgive me for assuming that you're excited. But then again, you're breathing. So that that's almost a safe assumption that you're in some cases excited. If not, then I hope today will be the day of excitement for you. All right. We said enough about that. Now, today is again, if you're listening to this one's released on Sunday, July the 19th, it's Sunday, which means it is time for our Sunday podcast, our Sunday church podcast. You know, I'm still struggling with what to call this thing. It's it's kind of a, it's, it just, you know, goes in and out. We're, we're reimagining what church looks like, what worship looks like. For those many of us, we have spent our time either going down to a physical building with a big old steeple on the top of it or more modern, they take, you know, old Walmart buildings and convert them. It really doesn't matter what it is, but the point is we are used to going somewhere. But when you really think about the scripture, it says for us to go to the world, not for the world to come to us. So technically, we're supposed to be going out instead of people coming in, right? That's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. We'll talk about that down the road. But we're still reimagining this. And maybe, uh, well, no, not maybe. We are soon and very soon going to uh, get what we need. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. We're going to get there. Okay. Yes, sir. So with that in mind, we got to stick with what we got now. And as I said, it's our Sunday service. So today is going to be a very interesting day. It's exciting, but it's also interesting because we will pause for a moment here in just a moment. And I'm going to read uh, the life and legacy of a great, well, I guess you can almost call them a leader. I kind of hate calling legislators leaders. I prefer to call them representatives. But then again, when you look at this particular gentleman, he is a leader in every sense of the word. And so we're going to pause for a moment to uh, share in his story in his life. And I'm talking about the late and great John Lewis, who we just recently lost. We're going to do that. But before we do that, I would like to, as I do every time we connect, I would like to make a call to action. And if you'll allow me to do that, then we'll go in our service. And then right before Mama Bell comes to play for us, we're going to moment, take a moment, is what I want to say. Thank you for the moment of blunder. To honor the life, the legacy, and the memory of one John Lewis. Amen. Good morning. Welcome, 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 family. 
Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the first virtual church this morning. Know that you can be with us and we can be with you no matter where you are or what you're going through. This morning's call to worship is Psalms 84, 1 and 2. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord of heavenly forces. My very being longs, even yearns, for the Lord's courtyard. My heart and my body will rejoice out loud to the living God. The Lord is a sun and shield. God is favor and glory. The Lord gives, doesn't withhold, good things to those who walk with integrity. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. What we believe. We strive to walk together in Christian love. We will strive to avoid a contentious spirit. We engage to watch over, to pray for, to exhort, and to stir up each other unto every good word and work, to participate in each other's joys, and with tender mercy bear one another's burdens and sorrows, to be slow to give or take offense, but ready for reconciliation. And when we leave each other, we engage as soon as possible to reunite and carry out the spirit of this covenant, both with God and each other. Bless his name. name. And I ask you to call your attention to Mama Satan for this morning's song and prayer. The hymn of the week, where we will never grow old. I have heard of a land on the faraway strand. Tis a beautiful home of the soul built by Jesus on high. There we never shall die. Tis a land there we shall never grow old. In that beautiful home where we will never more roam, we shall be in the sweet by and by, happy praising to the King through eternal saints. Tis a land there we never shall die. When our work here is done, and the light, <clears throat> excuse me, and the life crown is won, and our troubles and trials are over, all of our sorrows will end, and our voice will blend with the loved ones who have gone on before. Never grow old where we will never grow old. In a land where we will never grow old, never grow old. Where we will never grow old, in a land where we will never grow old. Gracious fathers, we come this morning, God. We come to say thank you. We thank you, O oh God, for being here with us this morning. We thank you, God, for the prayer that has already been prayed. We thank you, O oh merciful Father, for hearing our cries. We just thank you this morning for being in the midst, God. We thank you, O God, for being able to fellowship one with another. We just praise you and magnify your name. And as we come this morning to worship you, God, drawing the wonders of our minds and the scatterings of our many thoughts, put our minds steadfast on you, realizing that all power is in your hand, realizing, O God, that you are in control of every situation. O God, help us to praise you and magnify your name. We ask you to bless the speaker of the hour, God. We ask you to encourage his heart, God. We ask you to keep him, O God. Keep him ever looking to you for what's coming to his health and strength. 
realizing, oh, God, that all power is in your hand. Oh, God, look on him. Be with him, God. Let him find favor with you, God, and with man. We just thank you for all things this morning, God. We praise you and we magnify your holy and righteous name. Bless each one of us, God. Minister to each home. Bless all our families, God. We ask for that Jehovah Salon, that great peace, that peace that surpasses all understanding. And we thank you this morning and we praise you. And we give your name all the honor, praises, and glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Amen. This morning's scriptural reading is the Beatitudes. Matthew 5, verses 1 through 16. And seeing the multitude, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice. And be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. And now we have this morning's meditation. By Brother Dennis. Okay, I'm here. Good morning. Uh, Good morning. This beautiful Sunday morning, morning. another day that we give thanks to the Lord for. Um, as I was preparing for uh, this little meditation, I, I was uh, doing some thinking and, and praying, and the Lord uh, led me to this passage in Acts, and uh, um, it's uh, one that we uh, uh, that I've used uh, for teaching preschoolers, and because it seems that uh, people uh, kind of gravitate towards 
or is the color that's mentioned in, in, in the scriptures here, which is purple or lavender. Uh, I don't know how many of y'all growing up uh, loved that color, and maybe still do. Um, back in uh, Jesus' time, in the time of kings, it was a revered color. It was a color of, of uh, wealth, a color of, of uh, kings. Of, of, um, so, uh, and we also know that uh, purple was also uh, used, uh, cloth and, and robe was used at uh, the time of uh, Christ's crucifixion by the soldiers uh, to, to add on to the mocking. The color purple actually is uh, obviously been around for a long time, even before uh, Christ's time. In the Bible, it's mentioned uh, a mere 48 times. So uh, it's, it's, it's an important color. It's mentioned in Revelation and again, um, you know, like I said, in Acts. And we're going to read Acts now, uh, chapter 16, verses um, 13 through 15. And it says, uh, and this is about Paul and Cyrus. They uh, uh, they had gone on a mission trip and were actually in uh, Philippi. Uh, and we're taking a little break. It was early uh, on the Sabbath on the morning, and, and they were looking for a place where they could uh, pray and uh, spend time with God. And uh, we pick it up there. And on the Sabbath day, we went out of the city to the riverside where prayer was uh, customary made and we came up sat down and uh, at a spot and to, next to some women and we started to talk to them and um, now a certain woman was there named uh, Lydia who heard us and she was, um, um, and she was a seller of the purple cloth from the city of Tyrena, who um, who worshipped God. Um, so we, uh, the Lord, opened her heart to hear the things that we were spoken by Paul, and she and her household were baptized. She begged us to stay with her. She says, if you judge me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded us to do so. You know, the Lord works in different ways. Uh, you know, Lydia was a, a, a woman uh, of wealth. Uh, since she was a, a seller of purple cloth during that period, everybody looked up to her. She was also a Gentile. Uh, but she believed in God, and she prayed to the, the God of the, the Israelites or the Jewish people, uh, her and her whole household, meaning her family, and probably the people that uh, worked with her or lived with her. So she was out in, um, uh, praying, and Paul and Silas came and sat down beside him, and the Lord had already worked on her, worked on her heart to accept the things that Paul had to say. Um, he probably told her about Jesus more than she uh, probably already knew and um, you know persuaded her to be baptized right there in the river um, and that opened her eyes and heart and of course she opened her house to to, uh, to them to come and stay with them uh, and it shows that you know when you're faithful to what God tells you to do 
that he's going to provide for you. And he provides for Paul and Cyrus on their missionary trips, time in and time out, even before they were uh, incarcerated, which happens very soon after their visit with Lydia. So, um, so it's important to, to pay attention to what God's telling us. Sometimes we, uh, we, we get together on the Sabbath and we pray. We pray and we thank God for what he's done for us. And, but we have to remember that uh, you know, the Sabbath, uh, we should be strong every day, just not on, on a Sunday morning or on a Wednesday. We should be strong throughout the week. And I know that um, yeah, even in my own life, there are times when Satan's right there next to me trying to persuade me not to do things. But, uh, you know, God is, is always there also and just discerning between the right and the wrong and, and making the right choices. Uh, obviously, Lydia and her family and household made the right choice that morning by listening to what Paul and Silas had to say and accepted the Lord Jesus. And, um, you know, that's something that hopefully we have done. And if not, that, uh, you know, we do so. But again, the color purple is, um, you know, is, 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 uh, again, it, it's prevalent and it's uh, meaningful in the Bible. Um, but um, also, uh, before I turn uh, all this over to Eric, I want to mention that the color purple is also uh, meant, uh, the, uh, the power, purple power is part of the Alzheimer's Association. And uh, I... I uh, you know, tell you people that uh, you should stay at eight, eight o'clock and listen to what Ms. Lofton has to say about the Alzheimer's Association. If you have um, come in contact with anybody uh, that had uh, suffered from Alzheimer's or families that have uh, um, had that happen to them, it's important that you know that there are people out there that have been through the same thing. Uh, my father succumbed to Alzheimer's. <sighs> Many years ago, and it's always been a, uh, uh, a point for me to make sure that people understand that you know it it, uh, it is a disease and it's a, a thing it uh, uh, can devastate a family, but also that uh, you know you uh, can use it to uh, to use it as a stepping stone to let them know that uh, they're uh, that Jesus loves them and Jesus will take care of them and that God loves them no yeah. matter what they're going through. So we have to yeah. be strong. So um, anyway, so I ask you to stay, stay for the extra half hour uh, and uh, interact with Ms. Lofton and hear what she has to say about things that go on in the community with the Alzheimer's Association and what they're doing for supporting us, supporting families that are going through this type of thing. So uh, anyway, I'll... I'll won't go any further with that, but uh, you know, again, we thank God for what He is, and we we just uh, you know praise uh, God for what He does for us. Amen. Yeah. Eric, my friends, I was I was struggling about whether or not I was going to include this because uh, the seven o'clock community has a time after uh, service, if you will, where they focus on uh, what is called, can I get 30 more minutes? And during that time, uh, they, well, they chat about various things that uh, can help them since that is more of a senior crowd. 
better themselves and better understand many of us who are listening to this. Um, those of us who listen to this are, well, let's just be real. We are more young and we're more tech savvy, whereas that crowd is more elderly and more um, tech adversarial. Now, that being said, um, in their time of extra community today, they chatted with a particular lady that I just want to uh, briefly uh, mention today. And you know what? Let's just right here, just put a... Uh, uh, I want to say Dr. Lawson. She's, her bio says she's a physician, so that, that almost gives me the right to assume that. But if not, she's probably close to a Ph.D. If, if we can call some of these folks I know docs, and we can definitely call her a doc. You can definitely call her. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, and so uh, uh, she is uh, present with us. Um, if she is here, we're going to ask just for about 30 seconds to a minute just so you can hear her voice and, and, and we can kind of uh, get it. She, she's, uh, she just popped up, so she is here. And, um, and just for about 30 seconds to a minute, just let them hear your voice and, and, and we'll look forward to chatting with you in our uh, after service. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm not a doctor, but I'm thinking about getting that doctorate, <laughs> but thank you. And I look forward to speaking with you all after your service. Good. Well, thank you. She's not a doctor, she said. Well, that's all right. Like I said, half the people I know want to be doctors, so you can you, use you one today. <laughs> um, thank you. Ah, she is a member of, or she works for the Alzheimer's Association of Southeastern Virginia. And as I mentioned, uh, she was with us at 7 a.m. this morning, if you're listening to this podcast, when it's released on June 19th. And she chatted with uh, our folks about Alzheimer's Association and the awareness of same. And so in the show notes, I am... uh, placing a link uh, for you. If you um, think, if you feel, if you, as you listen to Reverend Dennis, if any of that made sense to you or something of that nature connects to you, please uh, click the link and find resources that can help you and your loved ones. Also, before we get into uh, our John Gray segment here in a moment, I want to say that uh, these podcasts are now going to be released at 1 p.m. on Sundays, 1 p.m. on Sundays. And also we're going to more than likely move to 1 p.m. during the week, too. We have not made that decision yet, but I will let you know as soon as possible uh, because we want to make sure that we are presenting you with a great conversation that is not just recorded and sent to you, but that it is actually uh, something that feels like we are connecting as much as possible. And in order for us to do that, it takes time. So if you'd allow us uh, a few moments more 
to do that. I will truly, truly appreciate it. Now, if you'd allow us just a few moments to remember, meditate on the life of the great congressman from Atlanta 5, John Lewis, then Mama Bell is going to give us a nice musical rendition to ponder over, and we're going to have the message for the day. As I mentioned, we're going to take this moment right here to honor the memory of a great man, the one and the only John Lewis. I'm just going to read a little bit about him. John Lewis, born February 21st, 1940, and died just two days ago, if you're listening to this one, is released on the 19th of July. He was an American civil rights leader and politician. He was a member of the Democratic Party and was the United States representative for Georgia's 5th Congressional District from 1987 until three days ago. He was also the Dean of the Georgia Congressional Delegation. The district he served includes the northern three quarters of Atlanta. Lewis, who as chairman of the student nonviolent, nonviolent, excuse me, uh, coordination committee, SNCC, was one of the big six leaders of groups who organized the 1963 March on Washington, played many key roles in the civil rights movement and its actions to end legalized racial segregation in these states united. He became a leader of the Democratic Party in the House of Representatives, serving from 1991 as a chief deputy whip and from 2003 as a senior chief deputy whip. He received many honorary degrees and awards, including the Presidential Medal of Freedom. A little bit about him. As a young child, Lewis had little inner reaction with white people. By the time he was six, Lewis had seen only two white people in his life. As he grew older, he began taking trips into town with his family where he experienced racism and segregation, such as at the public library in Troy. Lewis had relatives who lived in northern cities, and he learned from them that the northern the North had integrated schools, buses, and businesses. When Lewis was 11, an uncle took him on a trip to Buffalo, New York, making him more accurately aware of Troy's segregation. In 1955, Lewis first heard of Martin Luther King Jr. on the radio, and he closely followed King's Montgomery boycott. 
Later that year, Lewis met Rosa Parks when he was 17 and met King for the first time when he was 18. There's many things that you can uh, read here about him. He graduated from the American Baptist Theological Seminary in Nashville, Tennessee, and received then a bachelor's degree in religion and philosophy from Frisk or Fisk University. Uh, it's, it's so many other different things. In 1961, Lewis became one of the original 13 Freedom Riders. There were seven whites and six blacks who were determined to ride from Washington, D.C. to New Orleans in an integrated fashion. It's so many, so much here that speaks to the, the awesome sauce that is Representative John Lewis. And if you ever take a moment or can take a moment, I invite you to please just go and not only read about him, study him, but see how his life and what he accomplished and what he had the gall to do can help each and every one of us. And so as Mama Bell plays for us, I ask you to take a moment to focus and pray for his family. His community, Atlanta, is suffering. They are suffering bad. The coronavirus cases have gone up. The governor is a, well, he's a, he's a, he's a, mm. and now they've lost this great icon. Oh, and did I mention their mayor also got the Rona? There's that. So Atlanta really needs our thoughts. That community the John Lewis family and close inner circle needs our, our thoughts and our prayers. And more importantly, the civil rights movement needs our thoughts and our prayers as we lost a giant in the middle of this great fight. So Mama Bell is gonna play and then we're gonna have the message. Thank you. 
the Lord. Thank Hallelujah. You. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Verse 30. Y'all know, many of you who are familiar around here know that I'm not a true Christian because I don't use King James. So let me go ahead and, and be saved this morning and read both passages. Luke chapter 10, verse 30. Uh, There's the King James Version right there, so I can read that. I'm going to read first in the American Standard Version. And then I'll read in the King James for those of you who may uh, uh, have familiarized it. A certain man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who both stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. And then the King James, verse 30, says, we don't need to know that Jesus was talking, so let's just go ahead to the point. A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. If you are familiar, which most of you are, with how I operate around here, you know I dissect scriptures and pick things out. And today is no different. In our text, I want to pick out three words that stuck to me, or three phrases, three points. Uh, They said that he fell among robbers, among thieves, who stripped him beat him, leaving him half dead. Today I want to focus on stripped, beat, and half dead. Stripped, beat, and half dead. Now our Father and our God, I pray that you allow me to present your case today, that all who listen both now and forever will see without shadow of doubt what you are saying to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thomas Jefferson 
who at the time was a delegate to the Continental Congress from the state of Virginia, was responsible for crafting these infamous words. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These words symbolize the very essence of our democracy. These words would serve as the proverbial lubricant turning the wheel of this, our society. These words, which have served as a sense of inspiration, an incentive to work hard, do just, and keep believing, as the old folk would say, payday is coming after a while. Many of us have spent our lives in the trenches. We spent our lives breaking every oracle of our bodies in pursuit of this we know as the American dream, only to get stripped, beat, and left half dead. According to the Centers for Disease Control, also known as the CDC, one in four U.S. adults, that equates to some 61 million Americans, have a disability that impacts major life activities. 61 million, that is nearly 20% of this, our republic, stripped, beaten, and left half dead. As of 2016, 2.3 million people were incarcerated in these states united at a rate of 698 people per 100,000. And if that isn't bad enough, the total U.S. incarceration peaked in 2008, presenting a total correctional population, prison, jail, probation, parole, of around 24.7% of the world's 9.8 million prisoners. Let me spit that differently just in case you didn't hear it. The number one nation for incarceration in, is these states united. Close to a quarter of the world's prison population, one, these states united, a nation of 195, 25% stripped, beat, and left for dead. As we prepare in the next month, this conversation intensifies. You watch the news. But if Rona isn't a big problem, this certainly is one that is not talked about. It's not discussed that every year over 1.2 million students 
drop out of high school in these states united alone. That's a student every 26 seconds or 7,000 a day. About 25% of high school freshmen fail to graduate from high school on time. 25% of our students stripped, beat, and left half dead. About 44 million people in this country have no health insurance. And another 38 million have inadequate, inadequate health insurance. This means that nearly one-third of Americans face every day without the security of knowing that if and when they need it, medical care is available to them and their families. Y'all still with me? Amen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. A whole one-third. Somebody say one-third. One-third. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, I know I got cooks on this line. Mm-hmm. You sat there, you made your casserole, your bowl of beans. Got some beans in there that's calling my name. I'm going to get that in a minute. Your plate of chicken. Mm-hmm. And I want you to think about it. After you slaved over that casserole, that bowl of beans, got that whole plate of chicken, and you look down and see one-third of it just drop. One-third of your sweet potato pie stripped. Nevertheless, we still hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Wait a minute. I missed something here. Please please forgive me. I should have been smarter than this. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. The answer was sitting right in front of my face, but I missed it. I guess I'm not worthy to be called a doctor today because I sure didn't see this here. It says you have the right. Some folk told me in these streets, I believe I heard it during my brief emotional visit to New York City, and I'm going to speak to some people that most folk may not know of, so just you know, no, I got to go back to my 90s problems here. But I had a mental conversation with a little group. I know you probably haven't heard of them, called the Beastie Boys, and they told me one day when they were in one of their lyrical creation moves that you got to fight for your right. We just lost a legend today because even though the right was there, we still had to fight our right. I pondered over it, but not too long 
because I was shifted some 178 miles north to a place called York, Pennsylvania, where I hooked up with some other brothers psychologically that you don't know. They go by the name Lies. And they had a problem with the Beastie Boys theory. Uh, they said, I heard, just like you talking to me, I heard they told us to fight for our right, but the question that they didn't understand, one that many of us are still trying to figure out today is, what exactly are we fighting for? And then I, I got a little nervous, and I decided to go into my cabinet and uh, pull out a movie. I don't know why. I just happened to open the movies up, and then I realized that I didn't feel like plugging up a VCR and all that other stuff, so I looked at the TV and realized the movie was sitting right there. Some of you especially the 90s parents might have remembered this movie. It was called Annie. And I watched that movie, and Annie agreed with Brothers Lies. They said, I don't understand what we're fighting for. They said, what is this life? Instead of treated, we get tricked. Instead of kisses, kisses, we get kicked. As far as I'm concerned, it's a hard knock life. Some of us know about a hard knock life. Some of us have worked, at least I know I have, 40 hours a week, looked at your check and laughed at it. If you ain't never looked at your check and laughed because what you've been through didn't add up to what you saw on that piece of paper, it was a hard knock life. I guess I by myself in that regard. I'll just say over there. Then I remember, or I don't remember because I'm not that old, but I do remember sitting down with my senior brothers and sisters, and they would say as I was complaining about a check, they said, brother, just wait till you put in 40 years of struggling on 100%, only to retire on 65 with a pat on the back. That's a hard knock life. I'm not here by myself, am I, this morning? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I remember working for the local newspaper. Some of y'all get it, so I'm not going to mention the names because we live. When I first went there, we got weekly bonuses, $25 if you had a good week, $50 if you had two good weeks, $75 if you made it three, and $125 if at the end of the month you crushed it. I don't think I should sit here and 
belabor the story because everybody on this line knows that I was in Park Place and I didn't get that $125, nor did I get that 25 to be honest with you. I might have saw $25, and that's because I found it on the street when a wino dropped it. <laughs> Every week that I worked for the pile, that, that paper, that place, mm. almost slipped there. <laughs> we don't call names around here. I was stripped, beat and left emotionally half dead. It took me about a year to get that, that particular route under control, only to discover they were erasing the whole bonus system. We went from a possibility of $275 just in bonus money to $75. And that's only if you had a perfect month. Mm-hmm. And if that wasn't bad enough, they would have late trucks with no extensions on the delivery time. All y'all getting that paper and call downtown the blood of Jesus against you. I thought I'd get a laugh there, but that's all right. You want your paper, so I'll leave you alone. And so with the late trucks, the no extension on the delivery time, out there turning cars on two wheels, there went the perfect month. I remember... One time, and I like this man, and I'm not going to call his name because I like him. But if you remember back in the early, well, the mid-teens, around about, uh, I want to say six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. You remember it was snowing really bad around these parts. And I went out there and got stuck in the snow. Slipped and fell off a man's porch, then fall straight flat off it. I, I caught myself and just rolled on down, you know, stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> and mm-hmm. got to the end of the route and had one complaint messed up my whole month. I ain't talked to that man for six months. <laughs> Stripped. Beat and left half dead. I returned to my lyrical friends, who at this time was having a debate. The Beastie Boys were still maintaining we need to fight for our rights. Live was like, I don't know why, and Annie was like, the life's so hard she don't even care. And then there was a little, another group in that corner called the Backstreet Boys. I, I know I'm, 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 I'm being young today and showing you what I know and that I won't always listen to hymns and Bill Gaither. And, you know, I always have a hymn book in my life. I snuck some of these things in. Then again, I went to public school, so we let that sit there. But uh, he was over there 
saying, quit playing games with my heart. Like I said, the 90s messed a lot of us up. Everybody was struggling, young people were back then. Emotionally, they know what was going on. And so, as I was sitting here with my problem, I thought back to Mr. Jefferson, who by this time had become governor of this state most of us call home here. I thought about just what he said. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights that among these Life. Well, that, that caught me right there because that makes sense. Because Jesus said that I come that you may have life. Okay. Ain't that what he said? Amen. I come that you may have what? Life. life. But, yeah. Yeah, there you go right there. Because before you can have life, you have the opportunity to deal with the enemy whose purpose is to make sure you're stripped, beat, and and half-dead. But there's a remedy. Before we sink down into our pits of depression, because now my Beastie Boys brothers make sense. Because the Bible says, "Resist, and he will flee." So, so resist means just fight. If you're awake, say fight. All right. All right. All right. Say fight. 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 <laughs> That's right. I know sometimes it's hard, but fight. I know the world, as Annie said, is kicking us, but fight. Go to work every day and we still broke. But uh, what? I- Are you asleep? Fight. 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 I I got a question. I asked my brothers live. They said, what's up? I said, let me talk to you for a second. They said, uh, before you begin, I see you got a new mindset here. Must have got religion. But I still, they told me, didn't get a chance to ask my question, by the way. I still wonder why you're fighting. How are you fighting when you've been stripped and beat and left half dead? Well, 
Yes, they did strip me. But you got to read the whole book. Somebody said read the whole book. Read the whole book. The whole book says, the prophet Joel was speaking, where he said that I will repay to you the years that the cutting locusts, farming locusts, yeah. And the hopping locusts. Yes. The devouring yes. locusts have eaten. Uh-huh. I'll re- somebody say return back to it. Return back to me. Return back to it. Return back to it. But 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 they beat you. Yes, they did. But then when I go over there to the book of Second Corinthians, she says, Where I am weak. I'll be strong. Mm-hmm. He will make me strong. Yes. Yes, but they left you half dead. You're right, they did. Because they couldn't kill me. Why couldn't they kill me? Because death <laughs> is locked up, and what I heard was only one man had the key. All right. Amen. Mm-hmm. Then this same man, I hope you know him, because he told me one day, he said, look, I have given you authority to crush Mm -hmm. over snakes, over scorpions, underfoot. You know what? I feel like doing a little calisthenics right here. You ain't got to get up. Might be more to walk (laughs) around. But if if you just pick your feet up, and just crush it. Just, just crush it a little bit. Thank you, Jesus. Just, just crush it a little bit. Yes. And when you crush it, just say, I got the power. I, I got the I got the power. I, I got the power. Come on, let's exercise for a little while. I got the power. I got the power. Power. To power. Tread on it. Tread on it. Tread on it. Tread on it. Hallelujah. Tread on it a little bit. They're trying to take your house over there, but tread on it. You got the power. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Grandmama, you, you, you over there with the Tread on it. Tread on it. Tread yeah. on it. Uh-huh. Amen. Tread Amen. till the money show up. Come on, tread on it. Uh-huh. Gr- grandmama, grandmama, you see in the room saying, go over there and listen. Tread on it. Tread on it. Tread on it. Tread on it. Uh-huh. You over there lonely. Tread on it. You're depressed. Tread on it. Jesus, hallelujah. Uh, tread on it. Tread yes, on it. Lord. I got the power. Mm. I got I the, the power. power. Hallelujah. I, I got to get, get ready to remove myself from your talking device, so let me go on over here for actually somebody had Pentecost fit on this line. Hallelujah. Power, Lord. Power. Amen. Somebody shout, I got the power. I got the power. Power, Lord, power. And down the power, Lord. And the power. And down the power, Lord. Send it down. Thank you, Jesus. Before I leave you, because I got to go. I got to go. But I got to tell you something. Because I feel like as my watch is telling me it's about time. I feel like we're free now. Everybody, anybody free now? Yeah. Yeah. 
free. The, the, are you free in your power? Power. Send down the power. I got the power. If you're not free, somebody just say power, 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 power. Power, power. Power, power, power. power. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the power. Yes. Amen. Now that you're free, I have to warn you some things. Because the enemy is like dust and roaches. No matter what you do, they come back. No matter you can't kill them. So when he comes back and tries to tear you a whole ton of mess, you got to have an answer for him. Mm-hmm. And the answer is in this little story. Rev, come on, get ready. I know a woman who at six weeks old caught a cold and developed inflammation in eyes. Type of mustard was applied to treat the discharges, but the procedure damaged her optic nerve and blinded her. That was the diagnosis then, but modern physicians argue that her blindness was more likely congenital, and given her age may simply not have been noticed by her parents. Six weeks old, she was blind. At six months old, she lost her daddy. She raised was raised by her mother and maternal grandmother. These women grounded her in her Christian principles, helping her memorize long passages from the Bible. Tell somebody to say, you ain't got to see to know. You ain't mm-hmm. got to see to know. Mama Bell over there playing, she know it. She ain't got to see it, but she know it. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. You ain't got to see to know. By the time she was five, some hope appeared. There was a possibility her condition might be cured. So she went to see a surgeon by the name of Valentine Mort, who concluded that her condition was inoperable and that she was permanently stripped, beaten, and left half dead. Hallelujah. But on half. Somebody shot on half. Oh, She began to write poetry, becoming an activist for the blind. On half. She spoke before a joint session of the Congress of these states united with delegations from the Boston and Philadelphia Institutions for the Blind on half. 
He became one of the most prolific hymnists in history, writing more than 8,000 hymns and gospel songs on half. One million copies was printed on half. 13.6 million souls were saved on half. Somebody shout on half. On half. Now you may ask, how did she do it? She couldn't see. She had a condition that stripped her, beat her, and left her on half. Mm. But she had a remedy, which I want to give to you. Because, see, every time the devil tries to remind you that you're only half healed, anytime he tries to remind you that you're stripped, anytime he tries to remind you that you're beat, if anybody would know about this woman, it would be Mama Bell. Fanny Crosby said, one day in her time of writing, she cried out, Savior, blessed Savior, hear my humble cry. While all others thou art calling, do not pass me by. Hallelujah. Rev. Good morning, family. If you if you find yourself, as we have, stripped, beaten, and left half dead, there's a saving grace, and that is to know that Jesus Christ died for your sins. I offer family to you. I offer Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. The book of Romans says that uh, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. So I offer to you the, the prayer of salvation and rededica- rededication. And that is this, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. You. I am a sinner, but you died for me. Jesus Christ, you are the Son of God. Come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Take control of my life from this day forward. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Amen. You would pray that prayer and have Jesus come into your heart. By way of announcements this morning, uh, family, I invite you to remain on the line for the give me 30 more minutes so we can hear this wonderful purple power presentation. After that, I look forward to meeting you all again on Wednesday morning at 7 for our Wednesday Wisdom time of prayer and meditation. And in closing, I ask that you now receive the benediction to the one who is able to protect you from falling and to present you blameless and rejoicing before his glorious presence to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, belong glory majesty, power, and authority before all time, now and forever. 
Amen and amen. 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 Before uh, we leave each other today, I want to, uh, again, on behalf of the platform by which you're listening, thank you for being a part. I also ask that you do what that platform has required, whether it's liking, following, subscribing, adding, whatever will make certain that you and I can connect, that we can be together every time these podcasts are released. I thank you again for your being with me and my being able to be with you. And I hope that you have enjoyed and you have been fulfilled from this time that we've had together. And so if you can do those things, that will be awesome sauce. If you would like to email me, ericdeshawnbarrett at gmail.com. If there's something on your mind, put in the subject line, stripped, beat, and half dead. And that will make certain that I know what's going on. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. Well, I'm going to leave you now. Removing myself from your listening device. And Reverend Chavis is going to give us the closing blessing. And in closing, I ask that you now receive the benediction to the one who is able to protect you from falling and to present you blameless and rejoicing before his glorious presence to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, belong glory, majesty, power, and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen and amen. 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 Amen.